Welcome to the Don't Leave It to the Judges podcast. We're your judges, the Samurai, Patty Broken Skull, back yeah. here again. Yes, sir. But what did you think about the uh, UFC 258 card? Well, uh, I, I mean, I did pretty well. A lot of those fights, you know, I, I was probably about dead even. I might have had one win uh, in comparison to the losses. But I will say that the fights that I chose and, and was confident in, I did pretty well in. I was happy with the, the Kelvin Gastelum, Ian Heinish fight. I mean, that was pretty accurate in the, in the sense I was like, yeah, this this is uh, it's too early for Heinish to be going up against somebody like Gaslam. And it, it showed, you know, his nerves were there. And when I was talking about that in the last episode, I had mentioned him fighting somebody of Kelvin's caliber. It's not just the caliber of fighter he is. It's the lights, dude. It's everything that comes with you winning or losing against this guy. You're either moving up greatly. You're fighting a better guy next time or you're going down. It's just it's a weird thing that happens so early in the guy's career. He is a great fighter, but. The results were kind of what I figured. And then you had uh, old Usman, teammate versus teammate, you know. And, and again, I was sitting here watching this fight. And I'm like, it, it's kind of going the way that I expected it to. But I honestly couldn't say who was better where. I felt like there was domination from both of them in different positions where I was like, ah, it could have went either way. You know, it was so evenly matched. The only thing that I'm, I, I found that Usman was better at was his striking accuracy. He was better when he was throwing punches. Gilbert, he's got crazy power. They're both kind of built similarly. They have the same training regimen, I would imagine. But in the end, you could see that Usman definitely has more stand-up skills. And it really just leads me to what we talked about in that episode where we were like, what's next? Where does Usman go next? Exactly. Where? So you've been seeing, I believe, uh, old, the BMF champ himself, once the once a rematch and you know what dude i was i i actually i put a lot on that and that might have been an episode you listened to of my shit where i was like jorge masvidal is 170 champ for sure and i said it before the fight took place and i was wrong so fine <laughs> but do i think the dude deserves a rematch not really me not, either me either you know and and I, I even love him i thought he was a great dude and then i saw him saying how much he loved donald trump and i'm like well you lost me <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he didn't make a weird speech about that. But anyways, he is a fun guy. He's one of these guys that is animated enough. He has a personality that can sell fights regardless of being a champion. So what's the real point to it? Who cares? And in the end, would, would he last and defend that title more than once against a Colby Covington, somebody who's just going to outwork him? You know, that's what, that's essentially what Usman did. He didn't really beat him. You know, he, he dominated him. Yes. But he didn't beat him up. You know, he wasn't taking a lot of damage. He didn't get hurt or fall down or whatever. So I don't know. 170 again, like you said, is it another Usman uh, Covington? Is it Usman Darren Till? Is he even there yet? Um, does Gaslam come down to 170? And I don't know, man. It is weird. What do you think? Well, I, I think Usman would be the first to tell you that it, it, he likes to say uh, everyone's got power. He's got precision. But uh, and I, I think he proved it in that fight, and I re I just don't see anybody in the division that's that's ready for him. I really don't. Uh, maybe somebody will come out like you said, uh, out of nowhere or just step up. But 
I don't see it, man. Masvidal, I, I think he'll he'll take him down. He'll yeah. put him down it'll be, again. It'll be the same thing because he knows what to expect from Jorge. You know what I mean? Uh, but I will say they got that Leon Edwards fighting. Uh, who's he fighting? I forget. But he just accepted a match. Uh, he did just accept the fight. Damn it, I forgot already who it was. Huh? Yeah, because he was supposed to fight Hamzat, right? Oh, yes, yes, you, you're correct. Okay, you're so correct. he dropped out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So Edwards picked oh, up. Oh, Muhammad. That's there we go. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about him, wasn't I? Okay. I was just telling you, I was like, that guy's going to get pushed hard. If he wins this fight, he's getting pushed. And here he is against, and this is what's annoying, and Michael Bisbing, I will tell you this 100%, this is the most annoying thing about being in the sport is, you can be a guy who's on a tear in your division, but if you can't sell a fight, they're not going to give you a championship fight. That's just what it is, man. If you've been watching it long enough, you see it. I mean, even the most common fan is like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're one, two, three. It's a rare occurrence that the championship fighter goes up against the number one contender. It's just unless it's the girls division. <laughs> well, but, when, you, when you talk about selling fights, I, I, I'll, I'll say something that will prove it. Uh, Khabib, look at Khabib. He was undefeated for years and years and years and sure. never got a shot because no one really heard of the guy. I mean, I had heard of him. I was like, damn, give the guy a shot, man. Look at him. He's like 20 and fucking oh. He's but anyway, like you say, you gotta sell the fight. You gotta have the brand. Something and, and that, run your mouth. Something. Exactly. It used to not be like that. <laughs> I mean, you could get a title fight, Chael Sonnen, by simply just talking shit. You could even be a shitty fighter that should have never had a title shot, but you'll still get it because you could sell the fight. You, you could make you, people you, want to see it happen. You get an interest. Interest. Oh. And now the best guys in the world are the ones talking talking shit. So it's a it's kind of a flip on its head where it's like they used to be the – you know, and that's not really how mixed martial arts is supposed to be portrayed. That's why you're seeing the average man be able to take up this sport because why? You don't have to go to college for this. Right. You don't have to have any other skill to it whatsoever. You just do it. That's why you get guys like Connor, who used to be a plumber and decided, hey, I'm going to I'm going to start training. OK, but then you have guys like Anderson Silva, who trained mixed martial arts their whole life. Bruce Lee. Right. These guys that are literally Zen. And then you got a guy like Mike Perry, who you're like, oh, these guys are in the same sport. These guys do the same training. It's like, yes, but they're that isn't that is that's the difference between a mixed martial artist who is a professional athlete in comparison to a professional NBA player, because somebody who is an NBA star, they've been conditioned to present themselves in a particular way 24 seven. This is just John Joe from wherever the fuck Florida. And he came in and knocked out 12 guys. What was he doing before that cash register? Right. So he was a fucking contractor. That's my point is that it's a different person. A mixed martial artist is a professional athlete, but, and you know what I'm saying? They're totally different people. That's why you get your Anderson Silva's who can, I, I'm just also, why do, why are the best martial artists always so high pitched in their voice? Bruce Lee talked with a high pitched voice. Anderson Silva's got a high pitched voice. Jose Aldo, right? Scary dudes. They're never like Dolph Lundgren. You know what I mean? Hello, I'm here to mess your head. Like they're like, hi, I can, will you want to fight me? It's like Michael Jackson might have been a fucking great fighter if somebody started, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody started training that dude. Mike Tyson. There you go. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> that, he didn't think about it, did you? Yeah, dude, we're blowing the gasket <laughs> off this. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So the next champion is going to be a guy who's just got – it's Chase Hooper. It's just a guy who's got a small voice. <laughs> not, all right. Anyways, yeah, man, it's fun opening. I'm looking forward to this fight actually because I'm a big Lewis fan. 
all right? He's just a fun guy. He's one of these guys that I hope he fights forever, dude. He, he's and a good he, dude. He's yeah, a good he, dude. And he Funny. doesn't take a lot of damage. He doesn't – even when he throws punches, he's not taking a lot of damage because he's hitting a guy one time, right? So, hey, right. and he's – the last several times – let's let's go through the card and I'll, I'll get more okay. on to uh, Derek Lewis. All right, let's jump right in here. Uh, the first up we have Rafael Alves, Pat Sabatini. And uh, I Alves has got a five-fight winning streak. He's a vet. He's been around. But this is actually his UFC debuts coming off the Contender Series. He's looked good. But uh, I'm going the other way, man. I'm going with the, the guy with no picture, Pat Sabatini. Uh, right. I'll tell you why. It's his UFC debut as well. And he's out of his 13 wins, nine are submission wins. And Alva's six of his nine losses, submissions. So you're, you're thinking this is going down by submission via Yes, sir. Sabatini. Now, what we saw in this last fight card is the guy who's undefeated, who's got all these crazy wins via submission, didn't work out yeah, well. Yeah, it did not. It not. Man, I tell you, he come out I, strong in the first round. I was like, dude. I fucking told you so. And then he made me look like shit, that guy. Okay. <sighs> so that's one of those where I'm like, man, I wish I would have put some cash on this. But again, there's many times where you're like, I would have put the house on Connor and I would have been homeless today. You know what I mean? Like that's just because it can. that's the fight game. That's what makes it so interesting is you're like, holy shit, how does that work out? And, hey, that looks good for Hernandez, but that's uh, last week's card. Um, but, yeah, I went uh, Sabatini here as well. Oh, guy wow. doesn't have a picture. Um, 25% is picking him as well, so that's not Underdog. great. Underdog. Okay, cool. Let's, uh, wow. I'm into it. Let's All see. Right. What do we got next? We got uh, Sergey Spivak mm -hmm. versus Jared uh, Vanderay, Vandera, yeah. something like that. Uh, he came from the Contender Series. He called out Spivak. You know, he said, let's go get this. And here's the fight. They already had this planned, I believe. Spivak was supposed to fight some dude, and it didn't work out for him. So I, I don't know, man. 11-2, uh, and two, Sergey. Okay, he's got 72% uh, win with him. 11-4 and four for the Jared fella. And I like this guy. I like the way that he spoke on the microphone in the Contender Series. I think even though 28% went with him, I still just feel like this guy is going to come through with something real spectacular in this fight. So I went with Jared here. Oh, wow. I think the uh, contender series is uh, just showing uh, these these fighters uh, off a lot more because I also went with Jared and I wrote down impressive on contender series. Yeah. I mean, resume, not so not so much. But exactly. <laughs> he's, he's a slow starter type of guy, but I saw him take some nasty shots in that fight. In, on the contender series, and he walked through them. And this, this is heavyweights, man. Those aren't light punches, man. Okay? We know that for a fact. So, again, who knows, man? I haven't seen very much from Spivak where I'm thinking this guy's going to come in and do some damage, but to each his own. All right, here we go. Alamon Zuhabi, yes. uh, Draco Rodriguez. Uh, I, be, I, I took and I, I just wrote down the same thing. Impressive contender series for Draco. The resume, uh, it's so-so, but uh, I went with him. Okay, well, here's what we have to know. And Zuhabi, uh, he's lost his last two fights, but he, he's 7-2. Yeah, last two were losses. And and Ayman or Ayman, whatever his name is, I believe he is um, Faraz Zuhabi's brother, and he's the one that trains GSP. So he's got a great camp, but does that? Uh, it, doesn't always, it doesn't always pay off. But, uh, yeah, I went with uh, Zuhabi, and I didn't okay. even make the connection until you said his name just now. I was like, oh, shit, that's his brother. 
Um, yeah, you, you uh, go ahead with the next one, man. This is a really strange matchup for me. I don't know why. Uh, the next one, Chase Skelly, Jamal Emmers. And this is a very odd matchup. You have a pretty boy, Emmers. I went with him, uh, the Scraper, the Scully. The guy's only, a, he's, he's a submission guy. He's, he's only been knocked out one time. I, I predict this will be time number two. That's Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't feel like I, I can remember or even place Emmers in his last matchup. But uh, just because I've seen Skelly, know more about him, I went with, uh, yeah, I went with him. Okay. Oh, great. We'll see what happens. Uh, then we have uh, Shayna Dobson versus Casey O'Neill. And this is only this is very late. It feels like in the fight card for this fight to be taking place, okay? Because Shayna Dobson is four and four, and then Casey O'Neill, who is obviously new, she's five and zero. Oh. This would only happen in female fights. You're never gonna have a male fighter who's four and four fighting a guy who's undefeated, or okay? or or Bellator. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I accept that for sure. I'm pretty um, interested so, on, on on your your thoughts on this fight. I don't really know. I know Shayna's. A, I think she's a striker, right? I've seen her stand up. She's doesn't go for many ground things, but I don't know anything about Casey O'Neill. So I went with the five and oh. <laughs> I'm throwing one at the wall here. All right. So I went with Shayna, and I'll tell you why. I'm gonna throw out. I'm gonna throw out some numbers, and you tell me what you think. What would you think of 16 wins and 11 losses? What would you think of that? I mean, it's a lot of fights. That's that's pretty shitty. I mean, 16 yeah. and 11. That's uh, she's five and zero. Her that's her her opponents combined records sixteen and eleven. She's beaten up a bunch of nobodies, so I'm I'm going with Shayna. Okay, yeah, we'll see what happens. Again, we'll it's uh, again it's one of these fights where I'm like, here's one that I can use the bathroom on and maybe make a sausage. <laughs> I'm definitely not paying that much attention. It's going three rounds for sure. <laughs> one of the, hey, one one of these times you're gonna get Jillian on the show. And she might have listened to this at one point and been like, he's really not a fan. <laughs> he thinks every female fight goes to the goes to the judges. And oddly, our shows don't leave it to the judges. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, this guy, this guy's last name's weird. Uh, Nate Landweir, I yeah. would say. Oh, you got it right. Nate Landweir. And he's fighting uh, Julian Arosa. Yes. Uh, you got 14-3 from Nate. And you got 24-9, Julian Arosa. I don't think he performed well in his last fight, but he did have a bigger opponent. I'm not sure. I'm throwing this stuff out there, but I did go with Julian here. Don't know much about this Nate guy. All right. Well, we, uh, I went the other way from you this time, man. We usually agree a lot. Not this card. I went with Nate and, uh, he, he was impressed. He beat Darren Elkins. It was very impressive in that fight. Uh, Julian, nothing against him. He's two and three in his last five fights. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. This next fight, uh, Eddie Wineland. Got John. The boy? No, he's not from Indiana. He just <laughs> he lives in Chesterton. Oh. Yeah, dude, it's not far at all. I would never recognize him though. I don't think he would. I don't know. I wouldn't live in the oh, same neighborhood. His ears are all fucked up. You're like, tell him that I got. I'm just. I just wave from a distance. He's like, is that guy waving at me? <laughs> and then I run. <laughs> and the other guy, I believe, is John Castana. John, John Castaneta. Castaneta. Ah, yeah. the sexy Mexi. That's. He's all right. He's lost three of his last four fights, but uh, so is uh, Eddie Wineland. This is one of those I like to call him loser leaves UFC. Uh, time for Wineland to hit Bellator. Uh, think sexy Mexi get back on his winning ways. Here's what happens 
Eddie Wineland goes to bare knuckle fighting. Okay. Dude. That, I'm I, telling I you. I that. I would like to see that because if you, I mean, this is a guy just like Chris Lieben who is throwing his hands as if they're not even attached to his body. Okay. If he can connect one, you go night, night. That's what he does. And that's why I like him. Um, you know, I, I've been watching Eddie Wineland since before I even knew he was in Chesterton. <laughs> I, I had just known he was in WEC going against guys like Uriah Faber. Okay. I'm like, yeah, this is a great dude. So when the UFC absorbed that, I definitely paid attention to his career, which wasn't great. But he's always been a fun guy to watch. So I think this is going to be it's just, it's another one of those fights that I, that I feel could go three rounds or end very fast. But 77% pick John Castaneda. I don't know who he is. I don't think Eddie Wineland knows who he is. <laughs> Probably does. I, I think if you search John Castaneda on the Internet right now, there's 40,000 names. You know, you're not going to find tape on this guy. You're like, is that him? Is the guy wrestling? It is a John Castaneda, not this one. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm making jokes, of course. Uh, yeah, Eddie Wineland for me, man. But then you have uh, – this is a weird fight card where you have uh, Draco and you have Jakar on the same card. They're not brothers, I don't think. Uh, just weird names. Uh, Jakar Close versus Luis Pena. Violent Bob Ross, the worst nickname of all time um, because we don't know that Bob Ross wasn't violent, okay? The guy, the guy painted 30,000 paintings, all right? That's a guy that might have some arm strength. He might be – Putting dudes to sleep. Um, it's a Mr. Miyagi trading. <laughs> yeah. Up and down, up and down. That was that's the deleted <laughs> scenes of the Karate Kid. You got, he does a paint left, right, do this guy. I don't know. Is he Mexican? What was that? <laughs> so Jakar Close, 11, 2, and 1. Luis Pena, 8 and 3. And uh highly unfavorable in this fight. Highly unfavorable. I think it's one of the biggest mismatches, you know, as far as the percentages. 84% with Jakar. And I'm one of them. Uh, I'm one of them as well. You know, I didn't even put two and two together. So, uh, uh, Pena, that's that's uh, Angry Bob, the violent Bob Ross. Okay, because I just I just thought he was goofy looking, and I wanted to see him punch, get punched in the face. I, yeah. I I I remember who he, I did not remember who he is by looking at him, but then when you said that nickname, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, okay. that's the only way you remember him. <laughs> he doesn't do anything exciting enough. Oh wow. What, oh, yeah. are, uh, what are these guys next? Are these middleweights? I don't know either one of them. Uh, I, I don't know these guys. Yeah. Jared Gordon, Danny Chavez. Uh, this Chavez guy, man, eight of his 11 wins are all decisions. Decisions, decisions. Uh, <laughs> 14 uh, decisions and in in 10 decisions and 14 fights. That's all of his fights. 10, 10 of 14 fucking decision. Not so, into so I went the other way. I went with Gordon. Yeah, let's ride that one. We're going with Flash Gordon over here. If that's not his nickname, it should be. What a stupid idiot. You know, he's like, call me Mr. Peanut. Like, why is that? You have your last name is Gordon, you idiot. <laughs> I hate when they do that. Like, the nickname doesn't make any sense. Like, that doesn't fit at all. Why did you choose that? Uh, but yeah, again, don't know either one of them, but this is a very late fight on the card. They're, uh, usually, these no names are early. So, yeah, I don't know. But then you have, uh, of course, the veteran, Andre Arvlowski versus Tom Aspinall, who is a newcomer. He's a newcomer. I don't know why I said cumber. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's, he's nasty. Tom Aspinall, nasty. But I like Andre Arvlowski so much, dude. He's so fun. He's such a scary dude. 
lives in Chicago. You know what I mean? This, I mean, imagine running into this guy on the street. You're like, oh, the Russian mafia is here, apparently. Clearly. He's like, what's up? Like, he has a regular voice. You're like, that, is, that doesn't make sense. He works at, he's doing some extra shifts at Starbucks. So, so, <laughs> what so is your name? <laughs> Get out of here. But yeah, I think a lot of people are uh, pushing Tom Aspinall mm-hmm. because, of course, what's Andre Arlowski to the uh, heavyweight division? He's the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I went with Tom here, but oh, okay. that's because you could almost guarantee it. I almost guarantee this doesn't last very long, and Tom <laughs> finishes him quickly. But <laughs> you, you kind of just, much like you with uh, Overeem. That's mm-hmm. how I am with Arlowski. It's like, God, I do not want to go against him. But again, he's so – it's not going to work out. Yeah. If, it, oh. if it works out, dude, I will be so upset at myself. Uh, let, me, like, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember Strike Force when uh, he had a, yeah. a fight against Brett Rogers? Of course. <laughs> of course. And do you remember how that ended? Yeah. Brett Rogers so- come out swinging all over the damn place. But, uh, yeah, that's how I see this one. Aspinall – Damn, man, he, all, his wins, they haven't even gone out of the first round. I know. His one loss is, is the only, the, the the last loss he has, that that was all because that was the Bone Jones. That was a downward yeah. fucking elbow. Yeah. Exactly. And it took him, a, there was too much, I think there's a lot of time in between him, that happening and him fighting again. I think there was too much time there where people started to forget because he was on a tear. He's been doing well. And he's going, I, I mean, how, again, what is there, 15 heavyweight fighters? He doesn't have very many options. I, I will bet you Tom Aspinall finishes Arlowski. Overeem's next. And then probably to the top from there. Yep. This guy's got a 15-second, a 9-second, a 49-second knockout. This guy, yeah. he's, actually, he's the 49-second submission. Guy. He's a strange-looking fella. Very odd-looking. I mean, he's, what, is he, what is that? Is he British? English? This 15-second uh, fight he had, TKO, submission to punches. How often do you see that? Not, Not in the heavyweight. The only Not time heavy. I've seen that I can remember is Jose Canseco when he fought that Michael gigantic Ch- fucking dude and he's tapping. <laughs> Not a real Michael fighter. Michael Chandler, too. Don't forget. You always throw that one in there. Uh, yeah, that was him yelling that and sucks. screaming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you, know what was tap. you remember when, uh, I think it was when I one of the first times I ever saw Aspen Ladd. Do you remember when she was screaming hammer fisting that chick on top? <laughs> Joe was like, she's screaming. Joe Rogan, he was like, she's screaming, beating this girl's head. And I was like, that's what you need. That's what you need. I don't, this right here doesn't matter. When that fucking door closes, I need to see an animal. Let him out. Go get it. You know, that shit's scary. Is it just me? Does it seem like Hammer Fist's kind of a lost art? It it just don't see it as often as you used to, just a straight up. I agree. Who, I, I feel like there were some really weird ground strikes here recently. That somebody finished. Oh, Usman. The way Usman, dude, he was so fucking accurate throwing those punches from the top. I was surprised his hand reached Gilbert's head. You remember? Because Gilbert was on his back. He's on his back. He's got his legs up, kind of trying to kick him away. Oh, and Usman's hitting him right in the face. With Usman his hand. prides himself on his accuracy. Like, Jesus. Uh, the only thing I would like to see is I would like to see Usman stop playing the game, man. He's doing a John Jones thing now where he's playing with his food. Just eat. Just eat. Go eat. You know what I'm saying? Finish him. Stop playing. You don't have to play the game. I want to I want to see him finish. John Jones is becoming boring now. You know what I'm saying? Where it's hard to watch. And I don't want Usman to fall into that. It's like a Khabib thing. Oh, cool. You can hold him down for 35 minutes. Great. Show me something else, man. You know what I mean? Nobody. That's not selling me a fight. You want to see paper num- pay-per-view numbers drop? There you go. 
You want to see jersey numbers drop? Oh, they don't do that. But you see what I'm saying where it's mm-hmm. like Usman has this ability where I've seen him sleep dudes. And now he's the champ. But again, it is bigger competition. I just feel like if he if he really went out there, I think he can take punches as much as he can throw them. And I don't know why we're talking about him again, but <laughs> I, I think Aspinall is the next push, like we said. Maybe over him next, but he's uh this is gonna be it's an Arlovsky. This is a Sandhagen Edgar situation where Arlovsky oh, is the Edgar he's of the situation. Fall over. Oh, I, yeah. I hate to see <laughs> yeah. that. Oh man, if I, this is gonna be a fun one to watch. Yeah. I can't wait till that. And where is Brett Rogers now, by the way? I have no idea, <laughs> man. I also look have for you, that dude. Have um, you heard all the shit that happened to him? Oh yeah. Do you okay. remember? He's following guys in the bathroom and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Weird fella. Do you remember the dude uh, who fought Kimbo Slice, who had the red stripe in his hair? Oh, I, oh one shit. of the worst fights of all time. <laughs> Where they both had heart attacks, yeah. supposedly. Yep. yep. I, I also look for guys like that. I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck you go? What? Or Sean Salmon. That dude got head kicked by uh, Rashad Evans. And he he was he's they still used him in the highlights where he fell back like bad. It was the worst. I was like, that guy's dead. He's dead. Rashad just killed a man in the octagon. The way he went down, it was one of the, it was like a Frankie Edgar shit where you're like, oh, yeah, don't hit him again because he will not wake up if you do. <laughs> All right. Anyways. All right. Let's go on a, a Philip Howes versus Nazardine Amavov. And I'll go on with the, the Megatron uh, Philip Howes. He's uh he went on a contender series. I'm sure you remember. You're a big contender series fan like me. He yeah. went on a contender series, uh, got head kicked, knocked. He got knocked out. He went over to Bellator, picked up two quick wins, and back on a contender series and looked really, really good. Much improved. I, I'm, I got him. I won't, okay. I won't so my only thing I'll say is, you know, don't steal somebody else's nickname. Okay, especially when he's a superior athlete. Megatron, the wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Come on, Philip Hawes. Your name's Philip. All right? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just weird. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but my friends call me Megatron. But you're still Philip. Like, you're just, you're still Philip. Like, that's on your thing. Like, that's going to be on your headstone. They're not going to put Megatron on your head. That's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm just thrashing dudes today. I'm in a good mood, man. <laughs> All right. Nazarene is on a six fight win streak, but I will say that he seems hungry, man. He seems hungry. Okay. And 87% went with him. So maybe this is the most dis, you know, disputed choices here on the ESPN thing, but I went with Nazarene. I don't know. When you said uh, the six fights, I do remember his contender series appearances. And I remember the most recent one was quick. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But then we have, of course, another heavyweight battle between Alexi Olenek versus Chris Dacus. And, uh, you know, you got Olenek, who is just, he's, his nickname is what he is. So here, here's an appreciation of the nickname. But the dude has like 69,000 fights, okay? <laughs> uh, but this is a 51% to 49% Olenek. And I went with Olenek as well because, I, I don't know, I feel like Dacus is a slow starter. Well, and I feel like he's going to, I, I don't know, I don't think he's got great ground defense either. I went the other way. I went with him. I went, okay. uh, I, I'm quick. Well, I wouldn't say quick, but, uh, I'm picking him for the knockout. So okay. we'll see. He's got yeah, all 13 of his fights. He's, uh, only one's gone to decision. So something's going to happen. He's it, another guy like Aspinall. They're, they're that, really throwing the heavyweight that, fighter in this thing, you know, cause Curtis that won't Blake be uh, one to go get popcorn on or go use the bathroom oh, on. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a few of those on this card, I'll say. Um, yeah, you could, yeah, do this next one. All right. This is uh, Charles Rosa, uh, Derek Minor, and uh, I went with Minor. It's, it, he's only it was like 9% <laughs> picked to get 10% picked him. And, Large uh, dispute. My bad. It keeps getting worse as we go on. I should have said it. I probably got some weird, uh, weird reasons the way I pick people, but. All right, so this guy, man, he's 25 and 11. He's got 22, 22 submissions out of – so, and the guy loses. Eight of his 11 losses are him getting submitted. So he's either submitting somebody or getting submitted. Uh, and Rosa, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, he's going to be submitted. So a big well, upset. Upset tonight. Rosa's a submission guy too. Yes. I think Rosa's Eight got of his 13 out. wins. He's got some. He's got some hands too. He did very well uh, in his comeback fight. His took a lot of time off, came back, did well. And I don't know much about this Derek guy. I do know that his name is spelled wrong, so we got to fix that. Did you, um, did you go <laughs> with Rosa? Have, wait, what? No, so did you go with Rosa? Oh yeah, yeah, I okay. went with Rosa. All right. It's one yeah, of the it's... few that it was like ninety percent <laughs> went with him as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, that, I, I will say. I, uh, he's probably gonna win by a knockout. I, I, uh, you know, more than likely, it, it'll only be like his fourth knockout or something like that. He's a big submission guy, but you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I like to pick the underdog. Exactly, and that's what I did in this next fight. You got Yana Kunsikaya versus Ketlin Vieira, and uh, Vieira eleven and one, ninety percent. Uh, Yana Kunsikaya thirteen and five, ten percent. What do you think? I went with the underdog there. Uh, Me too. She's. 13 and 5, or, you know, record's not the best, but she's lost to some of the best. Mm-hmm. Tanya Evinger, Aspen Ladd, Cyborg. She's She's got experience. She's she's lost a lot, but. And uh, Caitlin Vieira, she's, uh, yeah, I mean, she's. I think the competition level is a little, little uh, in uh, Yanni's favor. And, uh, yeah, I went with her, only not 10% picked her, but I uh, will see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how she's eleven and one. How how do you get there? And not you're not. I don't know. But yeah, well, let's do it. Let's do the big one. The big one. All right, Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis. I got Blades winning this third round knockout, and I think ESPN. They don't think Lewis has a chance. <laughs> I here. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they might have put, like. Dude, it's so bad that the out of the four choices, the one that could lean towards a Derek Lewis option is simply any other <laughs> any result. Other result. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like there could be a cut, there could be a broken leg, somebody falls asleep. You know what I mean? Diarrhea in the octagon. If that happens, if that happens, great. But chances are Curtis Blades is either winning in the first, second, or third. So really, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, but yeah, I went with any other result, and I went with uh, you know the Black Beast, of course. Derek Lewis. I mean, the kid's got his name spelled correctly. This is how you spell the name Derek for sure. So that's already a win for him. <laughs> uh, I mean, the truth is, man, if and this is what he was in the best shape I've seen him in in his career, his last fight. Okay. So against Curtis Blades, who is a guy who is going to take you down, he's going to Daniel Cormier you. He's already experienced that. He knows what's up. I think this is going to be one. Uh, it's going to be one of those that if he doesn't get them quick, it's over early. Like, they can go five rounds, but I'm saying that Derek doesn't get another chance to finish the fight. 
if Curtis can figure out a way to get him down early, it will keep happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I understand. So uh, I'm thinking... I, I think Blade's going to come in, knock him out in the third round. You uh, think Blade's was... knockout? Yes. Okay. That's that's what All I right. got, man. Knocking right. him out. All I do right. like Lewis as a person. I mean, what uh, that hurricane, was it Harvey? He went and saved like over 100 people with his truck. He was a really mm -hmm. cool guy, man. But yeah. uh, I think he's a little overmatched. Yeah, I think... Uh... And with these heavyweights... You know, anyone, anything can happen. Catch a big punch. Yes. Like that Overeem I, fight. I, I'd like to go back. I mean, he hit uh, that Volkov with the left hand that I was like, holy shit. Most people would have just, that would have been it. Yeah. The guy I, had a big red mark on his fucking head after that one punch. Yeah. Like pretty much the only punch he hit him with the whole fight. I think Overeem mm -hmm. was like, fuck, he didn't go down from that. Man, I, I give up. Well, yeah. I think in this situation, we got a great card that's going to help showcase some of these other really good heavyweight fighters because these guys both have an opportunity to fight for the title. I would imagine after this fight. Sure. But in the end, you have to look at the, the record and how it's finished. I, I feel like Curtis blades is a Corey Anderson of the heavyweight division where it's like, dude, he can win and win and win and win. They're not going to let this dude get a belt just because there's no, there's no pro there's no promotion there. There's no story behind it. There's no reason to root for him. Does that make sense? He's a great fighter, fine, but there's he's not that exciting, you know? And he's a heavyweight. It's fine, just like Daniel Cormier. He's a great commentator. People will give him more credit for that than his exciting fights. I mean, the Stipe knockout was the best thing I've seen in his entire career. I mean, other than him crying. That was great, too. <laughs> but <laughs> You're talking about somebody I never cared for as a fighter until later on in his career. Uh, I guess um, back when Strike Force had the heavyweight Grand Prix, you remember that? Yeah, and they inserted him in. Damn, I hated that because they had all these alternate alternate fights, mm -hmm. and then they just chose him to come in there. Like, the yeah. Fuck? Anyway, I didn't know. I had never heard of him before ever. Like until he got in the UFC, I was like, "This guy's in Strike Force. Cool." Yeah, he had a um, what's that guy's name is like Morrison. That's it's probably like twenty five and twenty five fucking fight. <laughs> they they went to a decision when I the first time I said saw Cornier, they kept talking. He's an Olympic medalist. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And and they fucking have it. He couldn't put that guy away. I'm like, man, this guy ain't shit. But, you know, I, I was wrong. And that's what, like, they, they're looking for fighters. I don't care how good they are. They're going to have to give him a, a, a title shot eventually if he keeps winning. That, that'll just have to happen. That doesn't mean he's going to win the title. And then after he wins, much like you don't see as much promotion of a Usman champion. I almost forget sometimes he's the 170 champion. Same thing with 155. Who's champion in 155 right now? I, I, I really do enjoy DC and commentary. I actually do. And, you know uh, who stinks? Dominic Cruz. <laughs> he's very good He technically, but he's so fucking dry. The guy has the, a personality of a napkin. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I, um, I listened to one of your briefcase episodes a while back. It's been a while back now. And uh, you made a mention of the way they, they talk to the women that after they go up the, the ring girls and they're like, Hey, that's uh, so-and-so fucking hardly work or whatever. Working hard, working yeah. hard. John dude, Anna goes, John after Anna. you fucking did that episode, I didn't hear shit about those women anymore. <laughs> he hasn't made a mention. He yeah. said all the fucking time, well, every time, every fight, every now, fucking round. 
But now the thing that you're doing, dude, is you're hearing it. You're listening for it. You're like, let me see if he does it this time. He walks around. Because what I noticed, and I just that was just an angle for me to find this joke of like, oh, that's why women should only make 70 to our hundred, you know. Uh, but but I, I had so noticed no, it before. I'm like, what the hell is he trying to say? Yeah, working hard. <laughs> What's huh? Pick a different word. She's having fun. Say that, you know? That's not a job. That's not work. Okay? John Anik. With your don't ever just have a mustache, dude. That's just weird on your face. He's, he looks like Arthur the Aardvark. You know what I mean? Anyways, don't want to. I, yeah. I could shit on it. I noticed it. I noticed it. I'm like, man, it's it's all the fucking time. But then you yeah. pointed it out. I am. I was looking out, looking for it again. That yeah. it's it, it, he, he's like, man, this guy listens to fucking briefcase. I don't know. That'd be, <laughs> they have to do something. What do fucking <laughs> people do on their free time? Yeah, what are they doing in fucking Dubai? Listen to the briefcase, man. Or, or maybe we got maybe Rogan's a listener of this show, and he's yeah. like, you know what? These guys got a really good point. Don't leave it to the judges, you idiots. <laughs> it really is a. It, it makes sense though. But again, circling back to this card, there's so many heavyweights on this card that I feel like, and again, you have Stipe versus Ngannou coming up very soon, correct? Uh, that is the next match, right? I believe Ngannou is up for a title shot again. I'm not out to look into that. I might have saw some notification. No, no, he, he could know. be correct. Either way, Stipe is the champion still. Mm-hmm. So the next viable person has to be, what, Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades? Is Cormier fighting somebody? Is he, is he retired? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm imagining he is. Yeah. He jokes. Oh. It, it seems like he jokes about it all the time when he does bring it up. Yeah, it would be hard for me to compensate fights in my own weight class. Like, this guy's, I mean, good punch, but like nothing to it. I'd take it easy. <laughs> Just like under your breath, like fucking wouldn't do nothing to me at all. <laughs> Just like, hey, cool, man. Good punch. He's been and, called out a couple times. <laughs> hey, I'm looking. Hey, it's a good way to make a name for yourself. Let's let's talk about this real quick to close the episode out. What do you think about the Han Blockowitz versus Izzy Adesanya? Let's hear your take on this before we actually do the card. Uh, <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I have to look into that some more. I have to look. What into do you that. think about super fights in general? Super fights in general? Ah. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not against them. I. Are you talking about two guys from different weight classes coming down and meeting in a catch weight, or are you talking about just? Uh, it's two titles fights? on the line. Say, I mean, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not. It, it doesn't matter to me. As long as they put on a good fight. No. I, I, I don't like to see somebody hold two titles. No. This is weird marketing, too, because they waited until John was not the 205 champ. So Izzy's fighting some random Polish guy. And I don't know, man. That guy's got some fucking wicked power. There's no 185 or the hits like Han. I'm not saying that Izzy's going to lose. I'm just saying as far as a super fight, it's like, dude, there's a, there's a handful of 185ers still nipping at the heels of this title shot and they're still throwing in these vets. Well, I, know, I know Hans look really well. I mean, he's very impressive. Very impressive. So yeah. Well, what do you, I mean, Jack Hermanson, that's another dude who I really like Jared Cannonier. There's these guys that have, they're hungry, you know, Kelvin Gaslam just did very well. You know, maybe there's another one there, but I think 
this is it goes back to the the business part where they're pushing. They're they're pushing Izzy so hard where they're like, oh, we got to get this guy fighting for another belt now. Much like they did McGregor. It's like, how come when Max Holloway was twelve and zero, defeated everybody in that division, they waited until he was titleless to make him fight Dustin Poirier at another? You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. weird. Why didn't he fight somebody else at a lower weight class for another belt, a Mighty Mouse Johnson or some shit, right? Or go up, vice versa. They only do this with some the the fighters that they, that they really think that they could put. Why? I don't know. I guess I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know, man. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know why they do this. Because otherwise, they would, you know, there'd be. I mean, Mighty Mouse Johnson was the biggest downfall for me, because that guy was the best in his weight class, and now you have this guy who is he's fine. Davison Figueroa, and it's like, eh. I, I, Mighty Mouse Johnson was different. He was he, he made it fun to watch. This Figueroa guy, he's scary. <laughs> he's just a scary guy, and he's if you met him, you'd be like, is he full grown? Like that's that's a full grown man. <laughs> that's, I, please don't listen to this. I don't want him to listen to this at all. I'm sure <laughs> he's a scary guy. He wrestles ox. You know what's his nickname? I forget. <laughs> It's something about oxes, the ox herder. I don't know. I don't know. You're making me look dumb tonight. I don't know the answer to these questions, man. All right, man. Well, I, I forgot all about the fucking Bob Ross guy. I'm like, who's this goofy yeah. looking motherfucker? <laughs> I, I want to see him be punched in the face. I'm going against him. I, and I if you brought would, that up, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I think I think he would get knocked out really funny. He kind of reminds me that um that uh shit. That's that guy with the the fucking afro um alex caceres yeah exactly damn that's yeah. all i had to say holy yeah. shit <laughs> they even fight the same to me <laughs> yeah yeah i would I, here's the thing alex caceres has a shit record though he's like mm-hmm. a diaz guy you know what i mean they just keep him in because he has a name he looks he's a face that people remember because of his hair <laughs> that's what that's how i got it <laughs> you're like the thing yeah the <laughs> other guy with the fro the <laughs> only <laughs> other guy yep uh yeah, but yeah I don't know. I think I haven't seen anybody get, well, I guess Frankie Edgar kind of zombied the way he oh, fell, wow. but I haven't seen anybody get really stiff in a long time. Like, uh, I think that'd be funny if it was a uh, violent Bob Ross. <laughs> that would be funny. And hopefully it's not Orlowski. Yeah. That, <laughs> damn it. Let's, Let's not talk about it. All right, man. Hey, folks, we're your judges. This episode is dismissed. That's right. Patty Broken Skull, the Samurai. Go out, yeah. listen to Do You Party. Yeah, listen to it with the earbuds on. Round one, fight!